Okay. <clears throat> okay. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesday mornings, 11.30 a.m., live with First Seder Bes Magish, firstseder.org. Check it out. It's a wonderful program. Many shurim. You could join from anywhere through the video conferencing. Uh, go to their website and become a part of this wonderful learning program. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners who have, as Hashem, be joining this year. <clears throat> so for the past, I'd like to, the sponsor for this series is my good friend Rebitzik Saflis from Bottom Line Marketing Group. It should be a schus for his family and for all the participants in the share, the schus of the Gedolim should stand for them. We've been talking about, we began with Rabbeinu Yaina, which is one of the classic Musr Svarim, um, besides many other facets to his life. And we talked about the Chayvah Salavavas last time, Rabbeinu Bechayi, the two Rabbeinu Bechayis. So we're going to do a little bit, continuing with the famous Bali Musr. And today we're going to talk about Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lutzato, known as the Ramchal, the Baal Messias Yisharim, Darach Hashem, Das Tfunais, and many other Svarim. The Ramchal was Nifter Chavav Iyar in the year Tav Kovav or Tav Kov Zayin. So he seems to be a little bit of a machlaikas, either 1746 or 1747. Um, <clears throat> the Ramchal's life is a, on one hand, as we'll see, a tragic life. Um, at the same time, clearly, Hashkoch Hashem of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted his legacy to be left to the world. His father was named Rabbi Yaakov Chai Lutzato. He was from the leaders of the community in a city called Padva in northeast Italy. He was a silk merchant, very chashiva person. The family was actually an Ashkenazi family, even though they were in Italy. They actually came from the region in Germany called Lassitz, L-A-U-S-I-T-Z. That's how they got the name Lutzato, which is about 150 kilometers south of Berlin, um, just to put it into perspective. So they were an Ashkenazi family in Italy. His mother's name was uh, Diamant or Diamond. Um, precious, like precious stones. There was different variations of her name. And the Ramchal was born in Padva in the year Tuf Samachzai in 1707. Now the way we know about the Ramchal's life are through what's called the letters, the Igres Ramchal Ubenei Doirei. And as we'll see, these are a, a treasure trove of the history of his life and the uh, and what, what went on during his life. And it's, it's hard to put it together, but there's 150-odd letters or more, 170 letters. But most of what we know about him are gleaned from these letters. In Igeris Ches, Rebbe Fal Yisrael Kimchi, who was a Meshulach from Eretz Yisrael, writes about him, This child from the womb was ready the crown of Hashem. Aviv Hikdisha Lishamaim, his father dedicated him to heaven, Allah Taira Vavidas Akaidesh Tamid, to learning Taira and serving Hashem constantly. At Kimata Filu Bitsur Sodzuza Inyadea, when the Gemara in one place wants to refer to a holy person, it says he didn't even look or even recognize the uh, image that's on a coin. That's how 
careful he was. Sometimes images could have to do with Avodah Zarah. That's how holy he was, and that was the term that this person used to describe the Ramchal, how holy he was, and how dedicated he was to spirituality, that he didn't even recognize, almost didn't know, what a coin looks like. His Rebbe, when he was young, was someone named Rabbi Yitzchak Chaim Akoyen Kantarani. And he taught him at a young age the intricacies of the language of Lashon HaKodesh, uh, Dikduk and Melitza Vashira, different types of songs and ways of poetry and things like that. In fact, later at the age of 17, his first Sefer, as we'll see later in the Shir, was called Lashon Limudim, which was um, on these topics of Lashon HaKodesh and song and that type of thing. And in fact, when this Rabbi Yitzchak Chaim was nifter, an Erev Shavuos Tuf Pei Gimel, 1723, the Ramchal wrote, he composed a kina to lament over the death of his Rebbe, and he starts off, he says, Oviv Haroifim, he was a doctor. He was one of the great, Abir Harafim, one of the greatest doctors. Va'av Chachamim, one of the uh, great wise men. Isha Kalboy, a man that had everything. Haroifei Hamuvok, the doctor, Meirein Rav, he calls him there Rifal Yitzchak Kayim. Maybe they added a name Rifal on when he was sick. Katz, Katz stands for Kayin Tzedek, because he was a Kayin. Meachazonim, he was one of the big Chazonim. Zecher Tzadim, Kaddish Levrach, and then he writes a whole poetic um, akina on uh, the death of his Rebbe. His Rebbe Muvok, his Rebbe we learned most of his Torah from, primary Rebbe, not only in Nigla, in the revealed Tyra, but also in the hidden secrets of Tyra in Kabbalah, was someone named Rebbe Shayohu Basan. And he was the Rav of the city of Padva. He had been a student of the big Mekubal known as the Ramaz, that stands for Harav Moshe Zechusa, that was one big Mekubal. And he was a Talmud of his own father-in-law, who was also one of the big Mekubalim at the time, Rebbe Yaman HaKayin. And he was given the job to be the Rav in Padva from the year 1715 to 1722. So all of seven years. And uh, the Ramchal at that time was between the ages of 8 and 15. At the year 1722, his father-in-law, who was very old, called him back to his city, which was a region called Regio Emilia, which is about 150 kilometers southwest of Padva, to uh, take over the Rabbanus there. Um, and in Igeres Chavav, his Rebbe writes about the, about the Ramchal, Uveteres Hashem Dovak Lava, and he clung to the Teres Hashem with love, he didn't follow things that are nothing, Vehevli Hayaldos, and the uh, waste of time of what children do. Anoichi Targilu Al and I'm the one who brought him up on my, uh, on my arms. There was no one in my house greater than him. Perhaps that even means even greater than him himself. Whatever I have was in his hands, meaning I taught him everything I knew. He even took from the Eitzachayim. Eitzachayim is referring to the Svarim of the Arizal. And he ate from that tree of life. And at that point his thoughts went and spread into the depths of secrets of Torah. So he's describing how at a young age he was already involved in the learning of Kabbalah. Now the Ramchal student, Rabbi Kusil Gordon, in Igeres Vav writes, 
And even earlier, he's writing this at a later time in his life, when he was 14 years old, he knew all of the writings of the Arizal Balpeh. He knew them by heart. But he was hidden behind the kalim, behind the, the vessels. It's just a, uh, a, a, a term, someone who stays hidden. He didn't tell anyone. He didn't even tell his father. And for sure he didn't tell anyone else. So he wasn't out to tell everyone he was a big mekubal, but he was. In Igeris Mem, the Rabbanim of Padva write about him, when he was young, he was already greater than all of his brothers, meaning all of his peers in wisdom. All of his life he grew up amongst the wise people, and he was a successful person. The Rabbi Muvok, and who was his primary Rebbe, our uh, Rav, the unbelievable one, Rabbi Shayo, who was Chasan Hamelech. He was Rabbi Shayo, was the son-in-law of Hamelech, the king, Hagayin Agadol, the great Kayin, or Yisrael, the light of Kla Yisrael, and the Holy One, Hamikubul Merein Rabbi Yamin Hakayin. And what happened? They continue and they write, Vayibin Sayaharain, when Rabbi Shayo had to leave Padva, as we said before in the year 1722, Mirainu Rabbi Shayo or when Arav left our um, our congregation, The Ramchal seemingly had a base medrash, his own base medrash, maybe in his own house. So he remained alone, Uprishus, separated from the world. And his Torah, that was his job, meaning he sat and learned Torah. So his Rebbe left at the age of 15, and there he went on his own, and he learned Torah. Now, it seems, again, we don't have this 100% clear, that about the age of 17 is when he became part of a group in Padva called Mevakshay Hashem, those who seek out and yearn HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And basically, the way that they learned was, they learning things to come to the Halacha Lamaisa, what the practical Halacha is, and also learning Kabbalah. That was what this group was called. And in fact, on Yud Gimel Tishrei, Tov Pei Vav, when he was at the age of 19, the Rabbanim of Padva gave smicha to three of these Rabbanim. One of them's name was Rabbi Shayo Rumanan, one was Rabbi David Vali, which is a, one of the famous Mikubalim as well, and the Ramchal. These eventually would take over the whole group and become, as we'll see later, the Rashi HaYeshiva. But at the age of 19, the Rabbanim of Padva gave them smicha. Now, like we said before, at the age of 17, he wrote a sefer called Lashon Limudim. And in the front, he writes a dedication called Karban Mincha, a Karban that's a Mincha to his Rebbe Reb Shayo. He dedicates the sefer to him, it's about uh, two pages. He writes about him, thanking him for teaching him, um, to, for learning with him. So his first sefer, he dedicated to his Rebbe. Again, as we said before, this sefer had to do with uh, Lashon HaKadosh, the language, and things like that. In the year Tav Pei Zayin, um, so he was at the age of uh, 20, he, um, he composed a sefer called Migdal Oiz, and it says in the, um, the title page, Shir Memashal, it's a song that is a mashal. What did he write it for? L'Kavid Rabbi Yisrael Binyamin ben Rabbi Shaya Basan. In honor of Rabbi Yisrael, the son of his Rabbi, Rabbi Shaya, 
So he wrote the Sefer as a present for his Rebbe's son on the day of his wedding. And basically it says, like I said, a song that's a mashal based on something from the Zoyar HaKadosh. So it's also a Kabbalah um, type of Sefer. Now, his, this Rebbe Yisrael Basan, um, his Rebbe's son, in a letter, Geras Kuf Memhei, he writes another thing that the Ramchal wrote at that age. Ki Achibur Hanizker, he says, this uh, um, composition, this work that we're talking about, and what were they talking about in that letter? They were talking about the fact that the Ramchal actually composed Mizmoire Tehillim, his own Prakim of Tehillim. We have Tehillim from David HaMelech. He composed his own Mizmoire of Tehillim. So, um, so he writes over there, Ki Achibur Hanizker, um, he says, Rishumay Olav. He says, I saw it, and I saw the dates that he says he wrote it. He started on Dalit Sivan Tuf Pevav, so he was 19 years old, and he finished it on Rishchei Deshvat Tuf Pezayin. Um, and he writes, Be'emes So this Rabbi Yisrael Basin writes about the Ramchal. He was a great expert in the um, Chachma, in the, uh, in the wisdom of song. And he composed these types of songs. So people were upset at him, as we'll see later, that he was like writing his own Tehillim. And he says many people did such a thing. And in fact, his Rebbe, his original Rebbe, Rebbe Tzukhayim Akayin Kantarani, as we said before, the one who taught him Lashon HaKadosh, also wrote Mizmeire Tehillim, um, songs of praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this Rabbi Yisrael Basin continues, he says, Seven of these kapitzlach, as we would call them, prakim, were printed. In a sefer called Chanukah Sa'aran, what was this written for? This was written for when they got a new Aran Kaidish in the Sfardi Shul in Padva. So they had a big uh, um, a, a party, so to speak, a celebration. And he wrote seven Mizmoirim in honor of that that they printed in the Sefer. Now, it happens to be this beautiful Aaron is now in Yerushalayim in Heichal Shloimai. In the Shul in Heichal Shloimai where the chief rabbinate is over there. There's a beautiful golden Aaron. You can go online, you can see a picture of it. That was this Aaron from the Shul in Padva that the Ramchal had written these uh, seven Mizmoirim for. So the Ramchal is, was writing Sfarim and he was learning. And um, in Igeris Tezvav, he writes about himself. He says, for uh, a few years, I was involved in the concept of Yichudim. Liyached Yichudim. Liyached Yichudim are certain Kabbalistic um, Kavanas, things a person has in mind with uh, thoughts of Kabbalah. Honestly, I don't even know myself what it is, but it's such a concept of Kabbalistic thoughts, of being miyached, of uniting different types of thoughts of Kedusha that a person does, Alpi Kabbalah. And he says, I was very involved in this. He says, almost every 15 minutes I would stop and do another Yichud. So he was very involved in Kabbalah. Every 15 minutes he was involved in this thing called and he says, and I made sure I was always bitahara, I was always pure and clean. He says, One thing I did not do was a lot of fasts. And then he says, he's writing to, to Rabbi Yamin Akayin here, if I remember correctly, to his Rebbe's father-in-law, the big Mekobol, and he says, I'm going to tell you the following story, Bikitzer, in short. On Rosh Chodesh Sivan of Tuf Pei Zion, so he was 20 years old, 
He says, when I was in being miyachid yichud echad, I was involved in one of these Kabbalistic thoughts, near Damti, I fell asleep. And when I got up, I heard a sound, and I heard a voice that said, I have come down to reveal the Rosin Tmirim, secrets that have been hidden, the Malka Kadisha of the Holy King. And he said the voice didn't stop. And then the next day, and then I guess eventually it did stop. And then the next day I did it again, and so on and so forth, until one day he revealed to me that he is a Magid, he is a Malach, sent from Shamayim to teach me things. And he told me I should compose a Sefer on Kehelis, and he would explain to me the secrets of all the Psukim. And then, I'm, I'm, he, he said it in short, and I'm saying even in shorter, um, and then he says, and then Elio Anavi came to me, and he told me secrets as well. And then afterwards, a bigger Malach came, and this he was called the Shara Rab, the Sara Rabba, the big, uh, the big officer, and he taught me secrets. And he says, I want you to know, he tells uh, this Rebbe Yaman Kayan, he says, I didn't even get to half of what the Arizal was able to achieve in um, secrets and in malachim and these types of spiritual things. The difference is that the Mariza was not supposed to write down, and he didn't write down what he was told, and I was commanded to write down what they were telling me. And in Igeres Ches, his Talmud writes, he says, he was writing this to someone else, as we'll see later, he says, I saw myself, he would fall on his face um, and lean down on his hands on the table for about a half an hour, and obviously he was getting, the Malach was talking to him then, nobody else heard it, and then he would get up, and he would have the pen in his hand, and he would write very quickly, he says, something that's not possible for the mind to work that quickly, and it's not possible for the hand to work humanly that quickly. You saw clearly it was a Malach, it was a spiritual thing that was happening here. Now, when Igeris Chavdalid in the year Tzadi, in Tevis of Tzadi, he writes to one of his Rabbeim, he says, I already wrote to you, my Pirish about Kehelis is going to be about a thousand small pages. In a different letter, Lamed Beis, he writes 800 small pages, but it was a very enormous um, uh, Sefer on Kehelis that he was writing, that the Magid was telling him the secrets. Now the Magid also commanded him to write what's called Zayar Tinyana, a second Zayar. Reb Shimon Bar Yechai wrote, wrote a Zayar, and now there's a, a second version of the Zayar, Alatayra, and he started writing that. He only got up to Parshas Miketz, as we'll see later. He also wrote something, he was commanded to write something called Tikunim Chadashim, which was necessarily for, to bring the Geula closer. And the Reb Shimon Bar Yechai has Tikunim on the first Pasuk of the Torah, Bereshis Bara, and these are secrets of Kabbalah on the first Pasuk. And these Tikunim Chadashim, the new ones, the Ramchal wrote on the last Pasuk of the Torah. So these were the three things he was commanded to write by these Magidim and Malachim. And he was involved in these Svarim for three years from Tav Pei Zayin until Tav Tzadi. Now he did, at this, nobody really knew about this Magid except those in his Bismedrish. It was a secret, no one needed to know about it, and that's that. Um, in the year Tav Tzadi, he was asked to, so to speak, become the Rosh Hashiva of the Chabura. And he served together with those other two Rabbanim who got smicha with him. But he was the main Rosh Yeshiva. It sounds like they were older than him as well. They made many takhanas for this Yeshiva, which are listed in the, in the Svarim about the Ramchal. But to, put, to give the theme of what the Yeshiva was, they said that To serve in front of Hashem, We're serving Hashem, with not, we're not hoping for any 
um, reward. We're doing this only for the tikkun. Tikkun doesn't mean the fixing, but to the improvement, so to speak, of the shechina in this world. The whole point of this world is to bring the world to its perfection, and that is what Torah and Mitzvahs does on a Kabbalistic level, and uh, that's what we're doing. And all of the schar of their mitzvahs and of their actions, they give as a present to all of Kla Yisrael and to do chesed with the Shechina and to do and to bring nachas ruach pleasure to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's what's called learning Torah and serving Hashem lishma. And that was the point and the theme of this yeshiva. Everything was fine, but now problems began. In Elul of Tuf Peites, his Talmud, Rabbi Kusil Gordon, we mentioned him before, in, the letter, in a letter to Ramard Chayafa Avin, Igeres Vav, and he says, I want to tell you something. Hashem gave a matana toiva, a present to this world, from his storehouses. And he says, we have here a bachar echad, a young bachar. He's only 23 years old, Kadoshay He's a holy person. And for the last two and a half years, a Magid has come to him, Malach Kadesh Venaira, a holy and awesome angel, and was teaching him and revealing to him Saydis Niflois, secrets, unbelievable secrets. And he goes in this level and he explains about the Malach, and he explains, like we said before, he said he watched how he fell on his face and all that type of, and all those things, and explains the Svarim. And this is the first time that this came out in public. And when this letter became public, it became a whole big, what we call a pulmus. There was a whole agenda against the Ramchal from this, throughout the Torah world. The Maram Chagiz, Ramosha Chagiz, who was the son of Rabbi Yaakov Chagiz. Rabbi Yaakov Chagiz was the one in the generation before who fought tooth and nail against Shabzai Tzvi. The Maram Chagiz, his son, fought against Nehemia Chivan, who's now uh, Hayun, or Hayun as he's called, who's called Hanachash, we talked about him in other shurim, who was continuing Shabzai Tzvi's derech in the 1700s. Rav Ram Chagiz fought strongly against him. And, um, I'm saying, um, yeah, Maram Chagiz. And, um, and when the Maram Chagiz got this uh, letter, um, he sent a very, very sharp letter to the Rabbanim in Venice. Venice is very near to Padva. And he told them, To uproot from the roots this bad group of people, and you should consider this group, meaning the yeshiva of the Ramchal, as Reizvim as Yisrael, those who are out to destroy Kla Yisrael. And the Rabbanim of, of, of Venice were, were very nervous, and they went to Rabbi Shaya Basan, the Rebbe of the Ramchal, to figure, get involved and figure out what's going on with his Talmud. And that's how the letters began. There's over a hundred letters between the Ramchal and his Rebbe, all about, for the next number of years, all about what was going on. Um, now, we have to, say, we have to, we have to um, explain the following. There were two issues that people had issues with the Ramchal. The Maram Chagiz was nervous about Meshich Sheker and Shabzai Tzvi. The Ramchal talked a lot about Geula and about Mashiach. And when you learn, if you ever learn the Ramchal Svarim, Derech Hashem, I have on my website, uh, the Shirim on, on Kamat, the whole Derech Hashem, um, and, and, and the Ramchal Svarim talk about, like we said before, the purpose of this world is to come to perfection and bring it to the Geula. And he talks a lot about that. So they got very nervous. Geula, Mashiach, 
The Ram Chagiz was very nervous about that. And in fact, the Ram Chal himself writes in Igeris Yud to, Mara, to the uh, to the Maram Chagiz, his Chas V'Shalom, I'm not from the Shabzai Svi people. And in fact, in Tav Tzadi, he wrote a sefer about Geula, and in the beginning he writes a whole thing against the Shabzai Svi people, how they were wrong and they were Rishayim. And um, so that was one group that came against him. Another group, they felt that maybe all that he's getting here might be spiritual secrets from Malachim, but it might be coming from what we call the dark side, the Sitra Achra, from the Satan, um, from Tuma, spiritual Tuma Yinyanim, like Shabzai Tzvi also did those types of stuff. So they were nervous about that. And in fact, the Rabbi Yechezkel, who was the Avvezdin of Ehu in Germany, in Higeris Lamedvav, he wrote to the Rabbanim of Italy, he said, I say in my heart, Vadai Nivra Sitra Dismala, that has to be coming from the Sitra Achra, from the Kaiches Hatoma. So that was a second problem. So the, the Rabbanim of Venice, they were nervous about both issues, and they asked Rabbi Shayabasan to get involved and take care of both issues and see if they're true. So, um, so in, uh, throughout the letters, it seems his rabbi, Rabbi Shai Basan, immediately saw there was no problem of Shabzai Tzvi and Mashiach Sheker there. But the second part of where this was coming from, from Kedush or Tumah, that he didn't let him off the hook so easily. And he forced the Ramchal to explain himself letter after letter in, in depth and, and, and to expound and expand on... What, what was he talking about and what was he involved in? And the truth is, because of this um, agenda against the Ramchal, we, Kla Yisrael, were zeicheh to a number of svarim um, that the Ramchal wrote to explain himself, which we never would have had. And they explained unbelievable Yisaitis in our world. There were two different um, tracks, so to speak, that had to come out of here. One was the Inyanim of Gula and Mashiach, he has Maimar HaGeula, he has something called Mishkanei Elyoin, Kines Hashem Tzvakais. These were all about Geula and Mashiach. And then there was a second track that he wrote about called Melchemes uh, Hashem, Marechas HaChachma, Tfilos Neirais. He wrote, composed numerous Tfilos. They're listed in Igeres Mem Gimel. The Svarim of Das Tevunais, which talk about the world in a simple Kabbalistic way. Derech Hashem, unbelievable Sefer, explaining the Derech of Hashem in this world as well, in a non-Kabbalistic way. Um, he explains over there what bad is, what evil is in this world, um, what is its power, what are you supposed to do with it. So these only came about because he had to explain himself. All these swarm only came about because of this war against him. So that's what I said the Hashkacha was, this war caused so much Yisaitis in the world that we have from the Rachel. Now after his... Um, the pressure from his Rebbe, and his Rebbe said, we have to make shalom in the world. So the Ramchal agreed to sign on a shvua, to make an oath. And Gimel of Tov Tzadi, in front of his Rebbe, made a shvua, that he is not going to write any more compositions in the Lashon of Zoyar, or in the name of any Magidim, or any Nishamais, and he will hide and be goines, put away all the Svarim that were written in Bederech Zeh. And he gave it to his Rebbe in a box with a key, and in fact, we don't have not the Kehela Sefer, not the Zer Tinyana. We do have the Tikkunim Chadashim. I'm not sure why we still, how that got out, but that we have. They put it under lock and key, and his Rebbe had this box. And he was asking him to do this. He agreed only, He says, He says, Having machloikis, having uh, arguments and strife in Kalah Yisrael, I'm not interested in being a part of that. 
And number two, my Rebbe commanded me to do this, so that's why I'm listening. And in Igeris Pehe, he actually writes to his Rebbe, he says, Chai Nafshi, he says, I'm making an oath. I would not even have accepted this. I felt that the times needed it. In other words, and he says, And also because you commanded me to do it, and I'm obligated to listen to you because you're my primary Rebbe. But he says, I don't believe this was right and just to make this gezer on me. I was doing nothing wrong and they just ganged up against me. He says, but Lamaisa, I felt it was necessary for the time and it's really an unbelievable sacrifice. Can you imagine what he was getting from Shemayim? And obviously, and he felt the world needed it. And in other letters, he explains why he was the one who merited that this should be revealed, these holy things in his days, all again, bringing the world closer to the Geula, and he was willing to put it all away because he felt that was the Ashkoch HaShem um, at the time. The Machlaikis, this argument and strife died down for a few years. And in fact, in Tovtzad, the Aleph, Yud Zayin Shvat, that's tomorrow's Yud Zayin Shvat. So Yud Zayin Shvat, Tovtzad, the Aleph, once this, uh, the, the, uh, everything had calmed down, the Ramchal and his Chabura and his group, they made it as a day of Mishta and Simcha, and they re-established uh, the Chevra Kedisha, this holy group that they had. We have, um, in the Kisve Ramchal, we have two of the drushas that were said at that Suda that talk about the Gula and Mashiach and all different types of things. In the, in the same year, in Taf uh, Tzadi Aleph, so um, that's 1731, he married his wife Tzipira, the daughter of David Pansi, who was the Rav of the city Mantova. And from the year Tavtzadi to Tavtzadi, 1730 to 1735, he composed 40 svarim. All of them were either explanations, biurim, pirushim, and the zoyar, and the writings of the Arizal. The shvua, the oath that he made, was not that he cannot explain Kabbalah. He can't write his own zayar. He can't write from the Magid. He can't be mechadish, new things that didn't exist. But to explain what existed already, he was allowed to. And he wrote 40 svarim on these, uh, on these topics. At this point, the Ramchal decided he wants to leave Italy. It seems he already at a younger age wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael. And he decided to head towards Amsterdam. And on the way, he passed through Venice. And in Nigeris Sadi Zion, the Rabbanim of Venice write to his Rebbe, Rishai Basan, Ki over b'me'achanenu Rabbi Shechayim. Rabbi Shechayim has passed through here. V'sho'alunu alav, and we asked him, Mativoy shal oiverzeh, why are you here? So someone answered, Vayan Sholem ben Kol Chayzeh. It was a nickname for someone, I'm not sure who it was, someone who was obviously not a good person. And he said, you know why he's here? Shagomer b'daito lir Amsterdam. Because he's leaving and going to Amsterdam. To print his writings that we made him hide away, meaning he's over on his shvua, and he wants, he's not caring about us, and he's going, this whole thing was a lie, it was a made-up thing, just to make him act like this. But they got very nervous, and the Rabbanim of, of Venice made a bezdin, and they took three chachamim, sent him to, sent them to the Ramchal, that he should sign on a new document, that he's not going to do any of this. And the Ramchal said, 
that he is keeping the first oath that he made, and he doesn't recognize this Bezdin at all, and these three Rabbanim right back, he turned his back of his neck to us, and he told us he doesn't recognize us, and we walked out of there, because we were like people who were, uh, who were shamed and low down, he totally did not give any credence, he said that he is not doing anything wrong. However, the Rabbanim of Venice just increased the Mohama and they sent letters throughout Europe, the land that the Ramchal is back up to his old tricks, he's teaching Kabbalah, etc., etc. The Ramchal didn't even know about this. He left and he traveled to Germany. First he was in a place called Bulzan. Then he ended up in Frankfurt, in the Besmedrish of the Shev Yaakov, Rav Yaakov Pafrish. The Shev Yaakov from the Gedoyle Adar. And the letters of the Rabbanim of Venice reached Frankfurt before the Ramchal did. And the Ramchal and Yud Zayin Tevis, Tav Tzadi Hay, walks in without knowing anything, innocently to the Beis Medrash, and he's faced with the Bezdin of the city and the Rosh Hashivas, and they told him that he has to make a new oath and he has to stop what he's doing. And he had no choice. He was one person defending himself. And he wrote, and this is Igeres Kufches, um, he wrote that uh, he, wrote a, uh, he, he wrote out that he agrees to this, an oath that he's not going to learn with anyone any Kabbalah. So it's different than the first time. The first time was new things, but he was allowed to learn Kabbalah. He's not going to teach anyone Kabbalah. He can learn himself, but he can't teach anyone. And he's not going to show anyone any writings or any compositions in the Kabbalah. And he's not going to write or print any Sefer on Kabbalah. So again, like we said before, he was allowed to expound on the Zoyer and the Arizal's Ksavim. That was the first oath. Now they told me he can't do anything at all. And... Um, and he had no choice but to accept it. And in Igeris Kuf Tezayin, his Rebbe Rebishai, he writes, Everything was calm, the barrel was clear water, but then it got agitated. He says, so he was upset, like everything was fine, and now back the Machlaikas is, is, is back again. But then he writes, This is Gamzul from Hashem. I'm not going to ask about HaKadosh Baruch Hu's decisions. But that even wasn't enough that he made the second Shvua. And hey, Cheshvan, Tov Tzadivov, there's two letters, Kuflamid Vav and Kuflamid Zayin. They made, they made an announcement, and they wrote all types of languages, of curses, of cherems, of nidoi, of klala, of aror. Anyone who has the svarim, of any of the svarim of the Ramchal. And they said all of his svarim have to be burnt. And um, he was very upset about this, and Igeris Kuflamad Hey writes to his Rebbe, he says, the box that you have that have my ksavim of those... Uh, from the Malachim that I wrote, he says, if this is if, if that box is making this whole storm, he says, take it and burn it. He says, burn it, get rid of it. I don't know why there's such a big machlaikas here. And he says, if you do that, but the one who pays back, meaning Hashem, he is going to pay with anger and with vengeance to whoever caused this and wasn't doing it purely for L'Shem Shamayim. So, he says, you could do it, because to get rid of the Machlaikis, but Hashem will take care of it. But, we're not talking about just those Sfarim, we're talking about all of his Sfarim. He had 40 Sfarim. It was a throughout Europe, to burn all of his Sfarim. And it's interesting, because in Igeris Peivav, he writes something, he's talking to his Rabbi, and he's explaining about the Paraduma, the burning of the Paraduma. And he writes there, after the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, and there's no burning of, there's no paradum anymore, 
sometimes the Torah itself has to give itself over to be burnt for Kla Yisrael. Almost like he says, sometimes Kla Yisrael has to be Moisr L'Shem Shemaim, give up their lives L'Shem Shemaim. He says, sometimes the Torah has to give up its life L'Shem Shemaim. That's interesting how his own Torah was really burnt um, L'Shem Shemaim. Now, the Teva, the box with his Svarim, so um, the Shev Yaakov wrote to his Rebbe Rishay Basan, I guess somehow his Rebbe sent the box there, <coughs> and he writes in Igeris Kuf Samach Aleph, Miut Bisreifa, um, I think it's that box, unless it was the other Svarim, I'm not 100% clear which one he meant, but he says, Lemaisa, the Shev Yaakov says, we only burnt a minority of his Svarim, but most of them we buried in a place that no one knows, except the two people who are very trustworthy people. They know where it is, it's very deep, and there's no way it'll rot very quickly, and no one will ever get to it. So this was the Ramchal in Frankfurt. From there he went to Amsterdam, and in Amsterdam finally everything was calm. He was there for eight years, and he was there b'menucha. He writes to his Rebbe in Igeris Kuf Yodches, Vani Poi, and I am here in Amsterdam, Yoishid Bekovid Ben Asvardim. I am sitting in an honorable position amongst the Svardim, Asher Hema Mechavin I see. They are beloved to me. And he writes, This is a nace from Hashem. Ein Zelem Mimafliyus Tamidayim. He says, This is something from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a wonder. Why? Because he says, The Svardim here, Meusim Hoi Tilani Benam. They do not like the Italians. And I'm an Italian. Admaoid. For whatever reason. He says, And even so, and still with all that was said against me, all the Lashon Hara, he says, Still HaKadosh Baruch Hu with his Chesed put in their hearts that they should love me with an unbelievable Chiba, love, people, love. Not so, so much so, he says, they put me Berashi Yeshivasam, they made me a Rosh Yeshiva here. And he says, all the Talmidei Chachamim come to me. And he says, you know what's very hard? They're begging me to teach them Kabbalah. And I'm not doing it. I'm not teaching them Chachma Sa'emes. And he writes, this is in two places he writes this. He says, V'loi Mishum Isser Frankfurt. I'm not doing this because in Frankfurt they asked me to do it. It almost sounds like he didn't, he was forced into it in Frankfurt, and he didn't hold that he was obligated to listen. But he says, I'm not doing it because of that. He, in a different letter, he writes a little bit more. He says, It's not the time. The world is not ready for it. Evil is, is, is becoming great in the world. The land is empty. He says, um, he says, But I'm not teaching them. But me for me myself, I'm not letting up learning Kabbalah even for one shah, even for one moment. Now, when he exactly wrote all of his farm, Derech Hashem, Das Tfunus, all these, it was throughout the years, they were printed later. It's not 100% clear, but part of it was here when he was in Amsterdam. Now, in Amsterdam, he wrote the Sefer Mesila Sisharim. Mesila Sisharim, the classic Musr Sefer, and he writes to his Rebbe in Igeris Kuf Yerches. He says, the world needs to learn about what it means to truly serve Hashem properly. He says, Keep a Frankfurt Levadai. In Frankfurt itself, there are 300 Tamid Chachamim who learn in the Yeshiva, and you know what they do? They waste their days with all these types of Pilpulim. We talked about Pilpul many times, all the type of uh, constructions of Tyrunch and Chidushim. But they don't have any smell of Chasidus, of piety. And we're not talking about the Chasidus of the Baal Shem, we're talking about the Chasidus of the Mesil Sisharm, the highest level of serving Hashem is, is, is Chasidus. It brings to Ruach HaKadosh. 
Ashkenaz. He says, and this is in all of Germany. He says, there's not so many people here who are really serving Hashem properly. He says, Italy, Kvaryada. You already know what's going on in Italy. I suffered for them. Nobody knows exactly how to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why he composed the Mesilas Yisharim. And that's totally not Kabbalah. That's the everyday serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Which he says is, he's not being Mechadish anything there. He's just reviewing. But he felt it was something necessary for the time, um, for what Kla Yisrael needed at the time. From Amsterdam, he went finally to Eretz Yisrael after eight years. And in Igeris Kuf Samachei, we don't know exactly when to Amsterdam, but in the year Tuf Kuf Gimel, Chaf Beis Tammuz, he wrote a letter from Akko in Eretz Yisrael to his Talmidim in Amsterdam, so by then he was already in, in uh, Eretz Yisrael. Um, he stayed in Akko, it seems, one of the Talmidim, the Arachayim HaKadosh, Rabbi Vram Yishmol Chai Sanginiti, in his, um, in his uh, diary, Chaf Ches Kislev Tuf Kuf Dalid, um, so it's 1744, he writes, I was in Akko, and um, I was received by the Chacham, Ramosh Chaim Lutzato. Um, we assume that he stayed in Akko because there is an announcement from the Rabboni Tveria, and they write, Baskol Yoitzimi Tveria. There is a Baskol, a heavenly voice is going out to Tveria. And Umachrezes, and it calls out, On the mountains I raise my crying. And it's referring to the death of HaMekubal, Rechev Yisrael Parash of the Mekubal, the chariot of Klai Yisrael and its runners. Ech or Shahaya Yisrael, the light that was in Klai Yisrael, Beitzina Kadisha, the holy candle, Morana Verabana, Mereinorav, Ramosha Chaim Litzatoi. Niftar hu v'chol b'nei His, him and his entire household died by magefa lifnei Hashem. There was a pandemic, a magefa, in those years, in front, in, in Akko, in Tveria, in their neighborhood, they're near each other. B'chav vav ir b'ir Akko samach l'tveria v'nikvar b'tveria. So he was niftar chav vav ir in Akko, near Tveria, buried in Tveria. Again, was it tav kovav or tav kov zayin? So there's a Messiah that he was nifter at the age of either 40 or 39. They both come from the same idea. If it was 40, so it would be Tav Kovzayin. If it was uh, 39, it would be Tav Kovav. He was buried in Tveria near the Kavar of Rabbi Akiva. And the Messiah says, we know Rabbi Akiva only started learning Tveria when he was 40 years old. So he had either 39 or 40 years that he was an Amaretz. He didn't learn Tyra. So they say, the Mekobalim say, that the Ramchal was a Nitzos, his Neshama was a spark of the Neshama of Akiva to make up those four, 39 or 40 years, and that's when he was Nifter, and, that, and he was buried near Rabbi Akiva, because together, so to speak, they are the completion of that Neshama. So we, here we have the life of the Ramchal, as I started off a tragic story, so much so of w- what happened with him, and yet, as we see, he was a Kaddish Vitar. There's nothing to talk about. But at the same time, that was part of the Ashkocha. And he himself didn't seem to be ruffled throughout the entire time. He accepted his Ashkocha's Hashem. He lived, so to speak, what his Farim write about Ashkocha's Hashem and understanding what it means, the, uh, the Hashem's uh, plan for this world. And 
But because of this hashkacha, the svarim that we were zaycha to, that we probably wouldn't have had. We would have had these Kabbalistic svarim, the Zayar Tinyana and the Kayales, very deep secrets, and, and svarim that we have from him, that many of them are Kabbalistic svarim we do have. But because he had to put into clear terms exactly what he was doing and what his shita was, we were zaycha to many different svarim, Das Tfunas, Derech Hashem, and of course, Mesilus Yesharim, Mesilus Yesharim, that all the Gedailim were Mechabal as the Shulchan Aruch of Midais, across the board, Hasidim, non-Hasidim, the Vilna Gain, everyone accepted the Mesil Sisharim as the primary safer of Midais for Klai Yisrael. This is the life of the Ramchal. Schusayogin Aleinu, Balka Yisrael. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and Kaltov.